0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle cry.
0: Two men, 15
1: minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Welcome to Monday, January 9, Year of Our Lord 2023. It is the second week, so no longer Happy New Year. Well... I mean, I always want you to have a great day, you know. Good morning, good evening. (laughs) And good night. And good night, yeah. (laughs) I was trying to remember how that Truman
0: Show thing (laughs) went. Psalm 72. This one's of Solomon, and it's the last psalm in Book 2. But the first one we've come across attributed to Solomon. However, despite the fact that the history tells us that Solomon wrote gobs and gobs and gobs of psalms and does and we do attribute to him a lot of proverbs yes we do Uh, there are only two psalms in the Psalter that are attributed to him this one Psalm Mm -hmm. 72 and then Psalm 127 okay which we will get to in a couple of years if the Lord allows us to continue podcasting for that long Mm -hmm. but so um, uh, put a pin in this episode folks (laughs) because two or three years from now you'll want to come back we'll want to circle back to this one (laughs) Psalm 72 from the English Standard Version Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. Let the mountains bear prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people. Give deliverance to the children of the needy and crush the oppressors. May they fear you while the sun endures, and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days may the righteous flourish, and peace abound till the moon be no more. May he have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May desert tribes bow down before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all the kings fall down before him. All nations serve him. For he delivers the needy when he calls the poor and him who has no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence he redeems their life and precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May gold of Sheba be given to him. May prayer be made for him continually and blessings invoked for him all the day. May there be abundance of grain in the land. On the tops of the mountains may it wave. May its fruit be like Lebanon. And may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever. His fame continue as long as the sun. May people be blessed in him. All nations call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen. And amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. Mm. Got a little ending there for the the book. Yeah,
1: kind of an intriguing ending there.
0: Yeah, and probably that little ending is, is demonstrates the ongoing nature of, of how this Psalter was put together. Mm-hmm. So as there were different collections being done, we do have five different books of Psalms. This right. is something that we, we don't often mention or talk about, but there are five different books of Psalms. So Psalm 1 through 41 is book one. Psalm 42 through 72 is book two. 73 through 89 is, is three. 90 through 106 is four. And then 107 to the end is book five. Here we are at the end of book two. Yeah. And so apparently as this was being collected, mm-hmm. okay, this is it. We're we're done. The end of of the Psalms of David. And yet as, as more collections were made down the road, they did include other Psalms and poems and sayings of David in some of
1: those later books. You know, the content of this Psalm, uh, to my mind, stands alone quite a bit from maybe the, the ideas in the last few Psalms that we've been talking about. I mean, it's just a nice kind of clean break and clean shift. This is one all about monarchy. This is one all about the king. This is a royal psalm, but I will say here's a way that it does connect. In the
0: previous psalms, there was a whole lot about God delivering the poor and needy. And now Mm -hmm. what we end up with is is this king. And what is this king's job? Okay, To provide justice for the poor and needy. In other words, the king for Mm -hmm. Israel on earth was supposed to take up. God's task of deliverance and and justice and righteousness, uh, the, the king was supposed to meet out God's yeah. character, God's yeah.
1: nature, God's will when it came to. I mean, we see this a, a lot of that throughout the psalm. You know, the king is always a interesting topic to me when I think about its relation to. Israel. Mm-hmm. Like, were they supposed to have a king? Were they not supposed to have a king? When yeah. you read the book of Deuteronomy, there's instruction about when you have a king, yeah. and what he needs to do about copying the law and not multiply horses and things like that. Yeah. So, and at the end of Genesis, there's a prophecy that the scepter will be in the house of Judah. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah. And yet, uh, when we follow in the history in Exodus and Joshua, and well, even up through Judges, right, the... Uh, there's not a king chosen no it, it seems like that the when the king comes about it's because the people are asking for a king craving for a king and and it's not because they say well we were reading in the Bible the yeah. other day and it sure seems like we ought to have a king. it says there that they wanted to have a king to be like the nations around them I think that's interesting because it is clear to me as you walk
0: through the history, like we said, in Genesis and Deuteronomy, God intended Israel to have a king. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing that God wanted for Israel. It wasn't wrong for Israel to want a king. Mm-hmm. But when we get to that part at the beginning of Samuel and they're they're casting Samuel off, look, Samuel, you're old. Your kids aren't judging like you did. Right. They're not being faithful. And, but, and like you said, their specific request is, give us a king who may go in and out before us so we may be like the nations around us. It was not, give us a king so that we can glorify God. It was mm-hmm. not, give us a king so that we can follow God. Give us a king who will rule us as God wants us to be ruled right. or represent God for us. It was, we're looking at the nations around us, and we're starting to feel less than, and mm-hmm. we don't like it. Mm-hmm. We want a king. And so God says that was actually, Samuel gets all upset about it. Right. God says, "Don't don't be so upset. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. Rejecting me as a king. So... While wanting a thing that God wanted, they were actually going against God mm-hmm. because they didn't want it from his motivation.
1: Mm-hmm. It was something they were doing for themselves. Well, that is a great lesson there, isn't it? I think so. Kind of about our own hearts and, and what is uh, working within us. Well, how much more so, when we add,
0: how much more when we add something from our own bad motivation that God hasn't even asked for?
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, that was Mm -hmm. something
0: God wanted and God planned for, and they were in trouble. They were wrong, and they were falling short because they wanted it from wrong motives. How much more when my wrong motives even cause me to do things God
1: doesn't even want? Well, here I see in a psalm, and it is attributed to Solomon, all the good that the king can be for the nation i mean this this is a king here that is going to be there for the poor and to do justice and rule rightly and and all such as that fearing god all along the way and keeping god's judgments and if it is solomon that wrote it he has for his predecessor king david the man after god's own heart uh, you've had a couple of kings now. By the time Solomon comes to the reign, and it's been a mixed bag for Israel. Yeah. you know Saul. Saul was not after God's own heart. And by the time that's done, Saul has killed priests, and Saul has chased David trying to kill him, and offered sacrifices, and gone and what talked with mediums and spiritists. And I mean, he just he was off the rails. Not a good king. But even the king after God's own heart.
0: Had some down times. Not perfect. (laughs) some really bad times. Brought plagues on Israel because of the census? Because of the census. I mean, even... So... Uh, that, that gets me back to one of the things we've said often, and that is is that you remember when you were a kid in Bible class and you had the big banner across the top of the room with the kings of Israel and Judah, Yes, and there were the ones with the smiles. Oh, those yeah. are the good kings, and the one with the frowns, those are the bad kings. Yes. And I mean, I've often thought maybe we should change that to, the, oh, here are the bad kings, and here are the not-quite-good-enough kings. <laughs>
1: So instead of smiling, just a kind of a wink. Yeah, something.
0: I mean, because that's David. Here he is, uh, this man after God's own heart. But even he can't measure up to what we're ultimately looking for, the one who is going to crush the head of the serpent, the one who is going to right. be the blessing on all the nations, the yeah. one that we've been looking for. I mean, this, this is as close as it gets. And then Solomon tries. And so here, here we are mm-hmm. with Solomon. Solomon, and then Solomon
1: ends up turning away.
0: So even he these is. two really good kings
1: don't, don't make it. To to my mind, as I'm reading this psalm, I see a lot of echoes of Solomon's reign itself. Oh, sure. And I'll just say the early days. You know, if you're kind of tracking, maybe First Kings three to First Kings ten, mm. so somewhere in there, uh, where we are learning about his humility because he asked the God for wisdom, for God for wisdom and right judgments, and uh, and that's in his prayer in First Kings three verses seven through nine. Oh, yeah. And uh, what a and, great parallel. Yeah. And this is where this psalm ends. Give the king your judgment. Excuse me. This is where this psalm begins in verse one. Give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. I look at those two verses in the psalm, and it reminds me of what what he asked of God.
0: Yeah. I've already turned there. First Kings three verse seven. This is when God says to Solomon, ask whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I'll give it to you. And now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant King in the place of David, my father, although I am, but a little child, I don't know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you've chosen a great people too many be numbered or counted for multitude give your servant therefore an understanding mind to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil for who is able to govern this your great people mm-hmm. I mean that's what Solomon has in mind is the need for justice and righteousness to govern properly right That's where he begins mm-hmm. at that at that great high and of course God responds to that with I'm so glad you didn't ask for riches and wealth and power, but because you've asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you wisdom and I'm going to give you those other things. Yeah. Which is all the more sad that he received all these amazing gifts from God. And because he has marriages with these foreign, the daughters of foreign Kings ends up throwing all that away. He, He has, he has every blessing. He has every promise. He has every benefit from God, and he turns his back on all of that and falls away to because of these foreign wives that he's gotten involved with.
1: But I mean, again, that's where I say when I read this Psalm 72, it makes you think of the, the good days. The early years. Right? You know, the early years for Solomon's reign. And in making that request of God, it was such a humble request. He's not the guy that says, yeah, I was born for this. I need to yeah. be the king. He says, I'm a child at this, yeah. and I need you because you have a great people and you're a great God. And the beauty of this psalm is, is is again echoing that prayer that the king gets the good judgment and the wisdom from God and the righteousness, and then he he. Exercises it for yeah. the benefit of God's people. And not just, not just any
0: of God's people, but the ones who most need it the poor, the needy, yeah, the good oppressed. Point. And I've been listening to some things lately that's just talked about the state of the world and the realization that, that today we, we tend to think, we, we, we talk about how bad things are, and, and there, there are plenty of those who are stricken in poverty throughout our world. Right. But one of the things I was reminded of is that at this time, uh, here in these Bible times, and even on up till just a couple hundred years ago, pretty much ninety nine percent of the world was that poor. You mm-hmm. you had kings and royalty, and then everybody else was just barely making
1: it. There wasn't a just, middle class. There was or, no middle class. Just yeah.
0: barely making it, and and we've had this steady progression of lifting people out of that poverty, of that abject poverty. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously we still have classes, and we all look at each other yeah. and think everybody else is richer than I am, but but th- th- it's like. I don't know, it's it's a smaller percentage, what is it, 10%, which is which is too big, and we're, people are working on that. But man, in Solomon's day, what did they need? They needed a king mm-hmm. who was not going to be riding on the backs of the people, right. but was actually going to be seeking justice for mm-hmm. those, the poorest, the needy, yeah. who were under him. Seeking and I, God's I will and
1: God's way for his people. Yeah,
0: absolutely, because that's why God wanted them to have
1: a king. Yeah, yeah,
0: Not so they could be like the nations around him, but so that they could have someone who would speak up. And, and provide voice for those who needed protection and justice and
1: righteousness. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're so glad that you've joined us for Text Talk today. Looking forward to all these conversations from Psalm 72. Jump over to the discussion group going on at Facebook or send us an email, text talk at ChristiansmeetHere.org, text talk at ChristiansmeetHere.org, with all of your questions and Bible insights. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you, Lord, that there is justice to be known by your word. And we pray that you would give us courage, not that we see ourselves as great people of authority, but, but we understand, Father, we, we do have influence and we do have a voice. And we can give ourselves in obedience to your word to lift up people who are down, to speak up for people who have lost a voice. And Father, may we do that for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: Please remember to subscribe, rate and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Ready, steady pass the word along. Onward forward, shout aloud Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty
1: throne. Song 72. This is the dramatic beginning (laughs) yeah that probably probably nobody else would even know what that is but it threw me off sorry about that that's all right